You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Leonardo da Vinci conceptualized the first robot using remarkable anatomical accuracy. Following in his footsteps many centuries later, a surgical robotic system now is involved in surgical procedures with amazing accuracy. To date, ten of thousands of procedures have been performed using this robotic surgical system. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Ryan Rhodes, Senior Director for Intuitive Surgical, a surgical robotics company in Sunnyvale, California. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be on. Today we are discussing future uses and modifications being made for the almost 10-year history of the surgical robotic da Vinci system. We spoke before, Ryan, about the clinical applications and the development and the history of the surgical robotic da Vinci system. What's ahead for the da Vinci system? Well, as a responsible company, we're certainly investing in the future. Uh, A number of projects are in the works. I think one is, you know, the da Vinci system is a high-powered computer system. So integrating these with the operating rooms and being able to actually create a networking architecture is one of the things that we're looking at. There are also some new types of surgeries, natural orifice surgery or endoluminal surgery, which lend themselves very well to a robotic architecture. Uh, I think those concepts, in conjunction with some new integration of image guidance, will play out a key role in the future of robotic surgery. Many years ago, when Dr. Eddie Reddick developed in this country the laparoscopic cholecystectomy, it was thought to be an experimental procedure, and many thought that it was just folly. And as you know, it dramatically changed the gold standard for removing the gallbladder to be a laparoscopic approach. Do we see the same trend with robotic surgical systems and that they really will become the gold standard, let's say, in prostatectomy, certain cardiac procedures, gynecologic procedures, and complex general surgical procedures? Yeah, we see the technology having a strong fit in a number of procedures. Uh, In prostate surgery, for instance, it, it is emerging as the new gold standard treatment for prostate cancer. But I think other areas, including gynecology and cardiac surgery, it is evolving equally as well. Uh, I think in time, as more centers and certainly more of the academic centers embrace the technology, more of the residents coming out of these programs will have the exposure to robotics. And, of course, the systems will improve. They will uh, get better. They will have more power and more scalability. I think all these things working together will lend itself well to more adoption broadly across more procedures and will continue to grow in the future. Now, clearly, health care costs has been a subject that has been increasing in the media and in discussions in our administrators' offices. Certainly, the da Vinci surgical robotic system, being as complex as it is, is not inexpensive. Do you think that these costs involved with maintaining as well as purchasing a da Vinci system will be Uh, an impediment? Well, there's certainly a challenge in in some situations, but most hospitals today know that keeping up with new emerging technologies is vitally important to their growth. Uh, The da Vinci system uh, falls right into that category. 
there is an investment a hospital must make in order to acquire the technology and to integrate it into the hospital environment. But what people typically see, you know, over time is that the patients do very well, if not better, in many of these operations. And the robotic system is not to be solely used in just one procedure. We encourage many hospitals to adopt it in other procedures across a wide range of specialties. So uh, though there is some investment up front, uh, it's usually a sound investment, and as most hospitals today are trying to raise the level of patient outcomes in clinical care, it falls right into that vision of quality health care. And I think uh, that is, uh, you know, continuing to emerge and play out in the market. Well, approximately how many da Vinci systems are in the United States at this state? Uh, over 500 systems are being used right now uh, worldwide. Just shy of 500 uh, are being used in the United States today. Are these mostly in academic tertiary centers, or are they in community hospitals? Uh, we have da Vinci systems both in the academic uh, environment as well as the community hospital environment. Uh, knowing there are more community hospitals, we today have more placed in community hospitals, but many of the leading academic centers now have acquired the technology. Ryan, because the use of the da Vinci system crosses different medical disciplines, can it be used and easily modified from going from a prostatectomy to a cardiac procedure to a gynecologic procedure or a general surgical procedure? Yes, the system is highly configurable and was designed that way. Uh, the robotic cart and system can be placed in and around the patient for any type of procedure, uh, as it's indicated. So in the morning, it could be used in a prostate operation. Immediately after, it could be used in a cardiac application and then later be used in a GYN application. So it's very configurable and flexible for the patient and for applying it to these different operations. You are listening to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and I am speaking with Mr. Ryan Rhodes, Senior Director at Intuitive Surgical, a surgical robotic company, and we are discussing surgical robotics. Do we ever find, Ryan, a hospital that chooses to have more than one da Vinci systems? Yes, many of the hospitals today have now moved to acquiring a second, or even in some cases, a third robot. And the reason why, as it gains popularity in certain procedures, it becomes limiting for other surgical specialties to access the technology. And it's at that point that hospitals typically make an investment in acquiring a second or third system. Uh, as the indication continues to grow, we will likely see that pattern uh, evolving uh, in many hospitals around the world. Now, we've seen in imaging technology in the radiology departments tremendous advances made in CAT scan technology and MRI technology, making some of the earlier machines obsolete. Is this something that's going to happen with the earlier models of the da Vinci? Well, we have a newer platform we launched uh, the beginning of 2006, and it has some scalability beyond the original platform, but both systems are in use around the world today. Uh, I would say that the integration of these other imaging technologies will uh, evolve into the da Vinci system, meaning that today most surgeons want information right away to help them make very sound decisions while they operate. And this intraoperative decision-making is based upon 
having uh, the luxury to see things and know at any point in time what they need to know. So it's more built around role-based technology and role-based information. So the DaVinci system today and in the future will continue to integrate some of these uh, proprietary technologies like CT and MRI and ultrasound, things of this nature. What are your design engineers working on now and trying to improve the DaVinci, making it even more user-friendly for the surgeon? Well, our new system, we built in a lot of things that helps the staff set up and and, and work around the robot, make it easier in, in those regards. I think today what we see is that many surgeons want more information available in the DaVinci system. Uh, and I mentioned earlier the image overlay and image import imaging uh, in real time. I think that is going to be very valuable to the surgeon. Uh, they can, in fact, see behind structures before they cut or dissect, things like that. The other thing is to be able to have all the latest energy devices today. Uh, the operating room today is filled with a lot of different new technologies, ultrasonic energy, uh, advanced bipolar uh, electrical technology, different energy tools, lasers and such that the surgeon can use for different types of procedures and to uh, operate on certain types of tissue. Having those available on the DaVinci system uh, is a high priority for the company today. You are listening to Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I am Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and I am speaking with Mr. Ryan Rhodes, Senior Director at Intuitive Surgical, a surgical robotic company, and we are discussing surgical robotics. Now, clearly, a surgeon who is trained in the da Vinci system and a hospital acquiring the da Vinci system is not all that has to be done. It really is a team approach, and I would suspect that in order for a surgical team to work efficaciously using this device, all members of the team must be trained. Is that correct? Yes. We typically recommend uh, that all team members on the robotic surgery team get the training that is needed uh, because it just makes it easier when they get back into their operating room environment working around the technology. Technology is rather easy to use and set up and operate with, but again, a strong team environment lends itself well to making the operations go go swiftly and efficiently, uh, and also delivers you know, better overall patient value. Now, this may be way in the future, but we know that a next-generation robotic system is being researched by the military. And in this program, which the military calls TraumaPod, it's to build an operating room that doesn't need to be staffed by people. Is that realistic in the near future? Well, in the military today, there's certainly a strong push to getting people further back from the battlefield. If you look at unmanned spacecraft or aircraft, I should say, that are being operated and flown today in missions uh, in in the wars or battles that are going on, that it's clear that that is already evolving. And so I think looking at medical care delivered to, say, an injured soldier on the battlefield would be something built around that same model, where this TraumaPod technology would allow for operative robotics, computers, things like this all working together. Uh, And the concept is really built around those parameters by developing a system that could actually take a patient immediately off the battlefield, perform an emergency operation with use of robotic systems makes a lot of sense. 
Uh, but again, it's it's a, a large amount of development work that's being done on the uh, from the military in this area. Ryan, this is a fascinating new field. Where can someone like myself and other physicians go to explore this area in more detail? Well, there's a lot of really good information on the website www.davincisurgery.com. So people can visit that website and get more information on procedures and applications. I want to thank Mr. Ryan Rhodes, Senior Director at Intuitive Surgical, a surgical robotic company in Sunnyvale, California, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing surgical robotic systems. I am Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, Professor of Surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.